Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wellness Talks. I'm your host, Jonathan Ehrenberg. On tonight's episode, we will be focusing on Mother Nature's medication, exercise, and how it relates to better mental health. But before we begin, I would like to start off by saying thank you, everyone, who tunes in to the Wellness Talks. Um, I appreciate the support and, uh, and kindness that people have given. And, uh, and if you would like to um, explore more of my journey and content, and as well as that as others, you can uh, jump on down to the roadtomentalwellness.com and check out over 160 blog entries there that talk about um, a whole range of mental health um, subject matters, um, my story included, obviously, and then there's tips on how to manage mental health and um, oh well a whole lot more so please feel free to go to the road to mentalwellness.com okay now with that out of the way tonight's episode is about um, exercise and mental health firstly I think it would probably do us some good to get a little background on my situation so that we can paint a picture of how um, uh, exercise has helped me along with my mental health journey and um, yeah so let's start off by saying um, I have um, grappled with behavioral and mental health problems for a very long time um, stretching back to my childhood and it's been um, one of challenge and difficulties and a lot of overcoming really but um, as I progressed through the teenage years um, more of a depressive type of state began to take over as opposed to a behavioral burst and such and then finally um, I moved on in life into an early early adulthood like many other people with this preconceived notion of what um, the dream life is and that of course I'm talking about marriage children cars great jobs houses you know um, the proverbial American dream while I'm Canadian we seem to have fallen victim to that um, idea um, of course that doesn't apply to everyone there's lots of people that are happy pursuing that particular dream but uh, as I come to learn through the very painful um, journey of anxiety and depression that the ideal life that has been carved out for us since we started school was um, very counterintuitive to good mental wellness for myself of course um, uh, being a young man I just shoved everything deep down um, kind of that macho hero kind of we don't talk about that kind of thing and uh, the only problem with that is is that when you allow that to seep into your soul and suppress as you try to suppress how you're feeling um, there's a slow accumulation of mental pain that um, I certainly had um, accumulated to a point where I'd reached my limit 
And when I'm working seven days a week in a mental institution uh, full of violence and loud noise and the like, um, and then coming home to, you know, broken cars and all those things, it just became uh, too much. And uh, everyone has their level of tolerance. And I was well exceeding mine by the time I was 25. And uh, I got to the point actually where um, I had to face the music. So it was either do or die essentially. And uh, because I'm a problem solver by my nature, I, and I love my children, for example, and my family, I wanted to choose the path of living. So therefore it became, what do I have to do to ensure that I survive, to raise my children and to live the best life possible for myself? And uh, so after enduring a few more months of this fairy tale life that we were immersed in, I decided that I would move on in life. I knew that I had to do something. Um, when you're that down and out, um, the only way out is action. So the action that I chose to take was to learn that my level of tolerance for life as we are supposed to pursue it is not as high as many others. So with that being said, I realized that um, despite how painful it would be, the best thing to do would be to move on and live my life on my own. So making a long story short, I um, divorced my ex-wife and was absolutely convinced that this was the best move for my children. Um, falling apart at the seams, I would have never accomplished the level of being the great dad that I am today had I not made that decision. So it becomes sometimes um, trying to differentiate between what is good uncomfortable and best for everyone and bad uncomfortable and you should avoid it. Um, the good uncomfortable is something that we should never avoid. In other words, doing what's best for ourselves is very uncomfortable, very scary. However, we should always endeavor to um, move towards self-improvement to recognize our levels of tolerance and um, some people may have a, a, you know a long long road where they can tolerate things all day long and in fact there are people that thrive on that I was not given that disposition um, and uh, I had to learn to be okay with that if I was going to find some sort of happiness within myself and um, create memories with my family. So from that point, I endeavored to rebuild myself. Um, and what that looked like is sometimes not as easy, or I should say it's easier said than done.
Absolutely. But what I first had to do was recognize that um, without some sort of skill building in resilience and um, mental health assistance, finding a mental health professional to guide me through, um, I would fail. And I, I knew that. So um, despite um, despite all the fear and uncomfortable um, feelings that were running through me at the time, um, shortly after I left, I'd already known that I'd made the right decision. And so it became a question of how do I harness the coping skills that I need, the tools that I needed to acquire to move on and find some peace within myself. And fortunately for myself, I'm a type of guy that likes to research a lot of things. And in my journey to research a lot of things, I decided that I would take an, an approach towards wellness and start to research that. Now, in my research, I started to look for commonalities within um, better wellness, um, diet, exercise, sleep patterns, and all those things. And after reading so many different um, medical journals and so on, health and fitness magazines, and well, you name it really, I started to look for commonalities within the literature. And what I had found was um, a few um, items that were always, almost always present in that literature. And uh, those were um, running or exercise, um, good clean diet, and uh, and uh, oddly enough, every article talked about sleep, the importance of sleep. So once I realized that every study done by different universities and professors and the like, um, we're coming to similar conclusions about how to improve one's mental health. I did whatever it took to get better, which was to follow the advice of the experts. So shortly after that, I began to run. I took on that area of exercise. And further to that, one has to not just put on running shoes and go full tilt down, down the road and, and uh, feel good about themselves or even physically. What has to happen is that it has to be a slow and purposeful attempt at getting yourself to a place where you can maximize the healthy benefits both physically and mentally of, in my case, running. So what does that mean? So therefore, more research to the question, what do I have to do to ensure that I succeed? And what I had found is that there's lots of places online that will provide you for free um, running programs. So initially what I did was I picked the most beautiful place in the town where I live 
a running trail um, with a mountain off in the distance, beautiful green farmer's fields, and lovely lush um, forestry. Um, that set the tone um, just sort of visually. And when I p chose to pick a program, I chose one where I would run for a minute, then walk for three or five, and then after two weeks I would run for two, and then I would run, walk for two, and then I would run for two more weeks um, at two minutes, and then I would, until I was able to pretty well run, <clears throat> excuse me, until I was pretty well able to run um, consistently for um, a maximum probably of 10 kilometers. And once I got over the threshold of the pain that goes with not using your body for 15 years in that way, and um, there's a certain threshold that you reach where you begin to enjoy it instead of um, experiencing the pain. And again, I want to talk about, or it goes back to, that uncomfortable. It was extremely uncomfortable. It wasn't easy. And uh, there were many times where I thought, okay, this isn't going to work for me. But I knew that the outcome, if I chose not to do anything at all, was going to be um, one that wasn't desirable. So I pushed through that uncomfortable physical feeling. And the miracle that took place was um, I began to need it. I began to enjoy it. It became just as much a part of my life as Netflix is for some. And the consequence of ramming myself through that uncomfortability was this amazing turnaround in my depressive episodes. My anxiety went down. And from there, I was able to um, able to um, manage my life in such a way that I was no longer ruled by anxiety and depression. So, hence, that's why I call it um, Mother Nature's medication. Now, at that time, it was so significant of a change that I was able to come off the medications at that time. I just want to caution uh, people that that might. Um, not be the best avenue for you. Um, running and then discontinuing medications um, as everyone's physiology is different. However, if you choose to go that route, I highly recommend that you seek the help of a medical professional to help you um, come down in dosage levels from those medications. So essentially, do it right and you'll have better chances of success. At the same time, if you find that while the running is helping, that it's not helping quite enough, perhaps you need to revisit your medical health professional to reintroduce some of those medications. There is absolutely no shame in medication at all, and I advocate for it, especially in the beginning of treatment programs. And uh, therefore, um, uh, this is an endorsement to stop taking pills. Um, with all that said, at the same time that I had switched from um, 
being married essentially to being on my own in my own apartment and having the children half time or whatever. I was off work because uh, my mental health was that bad. However, when I stuck to this, this running, this Mother Nature's medication, I was able to go back to work within months of going off and restarting my life. And that was miraculous to me because I felt worthy. I felt like a productive citizen and I just felt like I could actually be the dad that I'd always wanted to be. And by that I mean, so when I was around 38, um, I taught my daughter to do um, handsprings, which uh, I think she was six or seven at the time. And when you talk about having somebody that's 38 years old teaching their daughter to do what is essentially a flip onto their feet, um, I thought, for me anyway, that was the the uh, moment where I realized, yes, that this was working. I was able to tolerate my children more. I was able to be more positive. Um, so the benefits um, for running were far and above any expectation that I'd had. And as a matter of fact, I've always had a disastrous kind of thought process that would tell me, you know, this isn't going to work. You're going to fail at this like everything else. But essentially I realized that that was anxiety speak, the failure then you know, no one likes you and so on and so on. And I said, you know, and this was also um, realized through cognitive behavior therapy through a very uh, great um, psychologist. Um, so if you ever have the, the occasion where you are going to therapy and it's not working for you, um, the chances are greater that that psychologist isn't the one for you than it is the fact that the um, therapy itself doesn't work. Um, so my recommendation there is to keep looking until you find the one that you click with because it's the difference of night and day and in a lot of cases, myself included, life and death. So, um, of course, no exercise regime can be complete without a better diet. And remarkably, when I chose to switch um, from the Western diet to a more clean, um, vegetable-based diet, one that the human is more accustomed to over um, thousands of years, you know, um, pro no, pro no processed meat, um, but good boneless, skinless chicken and such. That also significantly contributed to my well-being. It provided me with the energy that I needed to go out for the runs that I needed that would thereby increase my mental well-being. And it was something that has even seen me through the hardest times to today. Now, with um, recently being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder over the last couple of years, things have been quite a bit more of a challenge. Um, so all of these mentioned things um, don't seem to be quite as effective. With that said, though, that's not an excuse not to try. 
and, and as a matter of fact, um, I still credit um, exercise um, and a better diet to my ability to extract some sort of life out of um, this newly diagnosed post-traumatic stress. And of course, with major depressive disorder on top of that. So in other words, if I choose to not do those things, my life would consist of staring at a ceiling in a bedroom and not eating and not looking after myself. So although it is so much harder than any other mental illness I've ever encountered, without the diet and exercise, I would be, well, I'm afraid I wouldn't be here. So I know that depression will tell you not to exercise and that you have no energy, none to get out of bed, for example, but no one says there is no written rule that says your exercise routine has to be up and running within two weeks. There is no rule that says if you're not able that day that you can't go tomorrow, that if you take the week off because of a depressive episode, you can get back in the gym. Remember, we have a choice where we put our energy, regardless of how limited it is. So, um, starting out in the absolute smallest of increments is essential for success in my view. Um, so, I think that um, if we all support one another and understand that action is required on our parts, that we can live a life that is not dominated by mental illness. If we expect that mental illness will be alleviated by giving in to its negative self-script, I'm afraid that we won't make it very far. However, if we learn to do the opposite of what our anxiety and depression tell us, we will make it through. Now, in my view, um, some of us will never live the life that we had once known, and we have to grieve for that life that we lost. And also, we may never experience a fully realized Monday to Friday, go get them all the time kind of life again. And that's okay. Because when you start looking into other things, say you have a pipe dream somewhere in the back of your mind, a passion that you were always told that you would never fulfill because you need to get a real job. Um, if you're down and out like I am, or have been, then it's a perfect opportunity to explore those dreams that have gone unrealized. We are much more likely to succeed if we have purpose. So in order to have purpose, we must purposely, purposely seek it out and go for it. In my case, I started the road to mental and it has helped a lot of people. 
I've been a helper all my life. I'm a firefighter of 15 years, a long-term care worker, a counselor, and, and uh, coached a lot of people over the years. And uh, when I was unable to do the firefighting anymore and work in long-term care, I still had in me that desire to want to help. So, writing became my purpose. And my purpose was born when I was a teenager. I was always told that I had to get a real job. Um, and it goes back to that fairy tale lifestyle. We're supposed to get married and have children, have two cars, and everything's supposed to be hunky dory. But I've thrived on individualism to the degree, whereas sort of on an introverted mental health limited sense. I spent copious amount of times by myself and I also um, thrived when I could um, live within the tolerances that my physiology and my psychology would allow. So now I'm writing um, blog posts and I'm a contributing writer to local papers. I'm also working on a book, self-entitled The Road to Mental Wellness, and I've been a published author in Lemonade Stand Volume 3, which is a, a collaborative work with other people with PTSD who've been in the military and emergency services, whom have told their stories, hoping to end the stigma. So what I'm trying to say here is that I just took a different road with helping others. And the possibilities are endless. You just have to customize your life around what you're able to do. Much like a wheelchair user, for example. When you go back to your workplace, they need to have the supports in place to make sure that they're successful. People with mental illness are no different. And I'm hoping that that day will come soon. So... With all that said, I want to take another moment to thank you all for joining us at the Wellness Talks. Um, and if you'd like, you can check out our YouTube channel. And that's just simply uh, typing into the search bar, um, The Road to Mental Wellness. And if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate it if you would like and share our content on both our Facebook pages, our Instagram pages, our YouTube page. And... Uh, our Instagram page as well. Also, I would love to see this podcast grow and be supported. And so that if you could please like and follow this podcast as well, I would be forever grateful. Remember, you're not in this alone. And we can help one another. We just have to ask. Okay. I wish everybody well. And take care. Bye-bye now.